0: Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. For he took on his shoulders the burden of their sins. That's your sins. That's my sins. And... Um, I, I feel that at times, I don't know, I don't know about you, but at times I feel like I've got to apologize to God again because I take for granted what He's actually done for me. You ever feel like that sometimes? It comes to like a Good Friday in particular and we think about the, the confronting nature of what Jesus went through and He did that for you and for me. He did that for us. And at times I feel like I'm just so, un- <laughs> I feel I'm so ungrateful and I'm ungrateful not just by my lips, but even my, my, my lack of response with my life. Am I the only one that feels that way? But the good news is, is that even that he died for, even my shortcomings he died for, it doesn't matter. And if you're in this place and you have not yet given your life to Jesus, can I suggest to you today, do it. Give your life to Jesus. Don't make Him an additive. Make Him a replacement. Give your life to Him and receive a far better one. Uh, It's a shorter service today, and I'm going to share just a short devotion. We'll be finished, you know, by around about 10 o'clock. Stick around for some hot cross buns and some coffee and tea afterwards. Get to know someone. Maybe you haven't been to church before. Maybe it's been a long time. Maybe this isn't your home church. Just make yourself right at home and... uh, we pray that today is a good opportunity for us to remember Jesus and what He has done for us. It's a, a wonderful video, uh, just to intro what I'm talking about today, this this whole idea of the burden that He carried and um, I want to read if I can, just, just before Jesus was betrayed, there's an account, you can read it several times in the Gospel, I, I'm going to take it from Mark's account at first and Mark chapter 14 is where we're going to read. I'm going to read from two versions. Mark chapter 14. I want to go from verse 32 to 36. New Living Translations says this. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. I've been to Gethsemane. Has anyone been to Gethsemane before? I've been there. Wow. Um, An amazing place just to be there and and, uh, consider it was a real place where Jesus really did. He suffered even in that place. And Jesus said in that place, sit here while I go and pray. He's with His disciples. Verse 33 says, He took Peter, James and John with Him and He became deeply troubled and distressed. Have you ever felt deeply troubled before? Maybe you're here and you feel deeply troubled. Have you felt distressed before? Yeah. Well, Jesus was in that place. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Jesus wasn't just some sort of drama queen, and it wasn't just distress. He was under significant distress. It says His soul was crushed with grief to the point of death. And He says, stay here and keep watch with Me. Verse 35, He went on a little bit farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting Him might pass Him by. And this is what he prayed, Abba, Father, dear Father, loving Father, the one I know that I'm deeply connected with, my Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. remember the cross and what Jesus did on the cross, we hear the account of he, he is eventually betrayed, turned over, he is tried, he is beaten, scourged, he had a crown of thorns, ripped on his, put on his head, beard ripped from him and we've got kids in the room so I'm going to be careful. He was eventually put on a cross, nailed and uh, died by asphyxiation, suffocation. And there was a victory that was eventually triumphant. It says he disarmed the principalities. He disarmed the rulers of the air. Satan thought he was getting Jesus. But it was part of the Father's plan to get Satan. This was part of the fulfillment of the prophecy. Written many times that Christ would be the Savior. This is why Jesus came, to seek and save that which is lost, people like you and me. So we know he is eventually put on the cross. And He is triumphant on the cross. But you know, He was triumphant even before the cross. He was triumphant in the wilderness when He was tempted by Satan. He was triumphant in this Garden Gethsemane experience. The crescendo, of course, was the cross. But we often miss out on the psychological trauma, the sorrow, the the crushing of the soul that Jesus felt. It wasn't just a physical penalty that Jesus paid for. You know that, don't you? It's, 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 we, we can focus on what we see. We talk about the blood and, and the thorns and the beard and the spear and the, the whipping. And and, be, and and it's very graphic for us. But can you imagine the trauma that he went through? For us, we see a bit of this in this garden experience. I'm going to read in the Message Translation now, Peter's Peterson's Version, verse 32 to 36, it says, They came to an area called Gethsemane. Jesus told his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John with him. He plunged, I love this version here, where it says, he plunged into a sinkhole of dreadful agony. He told them, I feel bad enough right now to die. That's how he felt in the garden. Stay here and keep vigil with me to watch, to pray. So we see right there, there is this anguish, this extreme trouble extreme trial this extreme trauma and how did jesus respond going a little ahead he fell to the ground and he prayed for a a way out papa father you can can't you get me out of this take this cup away from me but please not what i want what do you want so he moves from that place of trial into a place of trusting Maybe you're here this morning and you feel as though you've been in a similar place. Maybe you've come this morning limping into a service. You're limping into Good Friday. Maybe you've been dragged kicking and screaming into this service this morning. You think it's your spouse that's dragged you by the ear or pulled you by the hair to get here. Maybe it was God (laughs) working through your spouse. He sometimes does that, doesn't he? Yeah, see, listen to the pastor. Listen to the pastor, I told you. Maybe God's got you here to tell you that in the place of trial or trouble or trauma, he knows. He knows. And when you're in that place, may you be led to a place of trusting. Because that's exactly what Jesus was doing. See, Jesus kept growing in wisdom and stature. We can read that. He learned obedience, it says in Hebrews, by the things that he suffered. So, we, 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 we I don't know about you, but we, <laughs> I, I don't like suffering. <laughs> I don't like it. I really don't. But life is all about suffering Well, That in the suffering, I'm taken to the cross and say, Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. Your strength, your perfection, your grace, may it be worked in and through me in this place of trial. Jesus was in such a great place of trial that um, uh, Luke's account, Luke, when he accounts of this, Luke is a physician. Right? He's a doctor. He accounts like it says Jesus was sweating, and the sweat was as droplets of blood. You can read that in uh, chapter two and verse chapter twenty-two and verse forty-four. That, that's actually a rare condition that happens when that 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 at times there are people when they experience such extraordinary anguish, they experience something called. Hematidrosis. Have I pronounced that correctly? Every time I read it, I get it the, r- the other way around. Hematidrosis. And our sweat glands connect in with blood, the surrounding um, blood vessels. They contract and dilate. And at times, the blood can infuse with the sweat that comes in the sweat glands, which respond in blood-infused sweat. This is a medical condition. Jesus was not just, though, experiencing this anguish because he was worried about dying. He was carrying your burden. He was carrying your pain he was carrying your shame, (laughs) he was carrying our burden and pain and shame in that moment and in that place of anguish, it was like he fell into a sinkhole, oh father, dear father, Abba father, I don't want this, I can't handle this, just let this cup pass from me, But he didn't just lament and whinge and complain. This is what faith was. Faith and trust was saying, not my will, but your will be done. See, because faith is not focused on us or our comfort. Faith is is focused on him and his glory. Jesus came to the earth to live a life that would end up in death. That then life would be given to him again. If you've ever sinned and you feel bad for it, it kind of doesn't feel good, does it? Right? A- a- have you ever felt, oh man, I really shouldn't have said that? And for days after, like it's bothering you. Oh man, I feel so bad about that. That's your conscience. Can you imagine feeling that 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 sense of weight, that burden for all the sins that you've ever committed in your life in 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 say a few hours? Can you imagine concentrating the weight of that shame, that guilt, imagine, feel, what does that feel like? Psychologically, said that his soul was crushed. Imagine your soul being so affected by carrying all of that in, in a particular concentrated period of time. That wouldn't feel too good. Imagine then the weight of everyone on one man's shoulders on that evening. Jesus was carrying that for us. Good Friday is good for us, because it ended up good for Him. He came to give His life for us. That's why I call it Great Friday. Because I look back at what Jesus did for me, I so did not deserve that. I, I It was in a lot of anguish, it was in a lot of pain. And, and, and you can then read on, even his disciples couldn't wait up and pray with him. Like he, 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 he's out, he's, he's with his father and he's saying, please let this cup pass, please. But not my will, but your will be done. He goes back and he checks out his mates and they're catching Z's. They're asleep. These are his friends that he said, just wait with me. Not even one hour. A few times he goes and he checks it out and his friends are asleep. In, in his greatest hour of need, where are his friends? That doesn't help, does it? We then know that he, he's eventually led to a cross and he's, he's put to an open crucifixion, an execution, a very graphic situation here. Interesting that Jesus chose this point in human history to send his son to die. It could have been in a day like day. He didn't like today. It 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 could have been an electric chair. It, it it could have been a clean execution. But no, this was a public humiliation for Jesus. And and at times I just wonder why did it have to be so painful and so open and so shameful? Why did it have to be so bloody? Why did it have to be so? I wonder if this gives me some sort of indication of God's thoughts toward. Sin. It's just a little sin here. It's just a little white lie. It's just a few dollars I'll take. One of those sins before a holy God is not a... But God took all of the sin weighted it up on Jesus. And Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect lamb, unblemished and holy himself... Offered himself. And then this, this amazing divine exchange took place. This is what it says in Second Corinthians chapter five and verse twenty one. I love this. I'll read from verse seventeen therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Be reconciled to God. Verse 21, if you haven't got this highlighted in your Bible, if you haven't memorized it, do it. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is what we call the beautiful exchange where Jesus, the perfect lamb, was dying for us. He eventually paid the price that I should have paid. And what do I do to have to get that life of righteousness? <laughs> what do I have to do when I consider what Jesus did for me? How, this righteousness, righteousness. It's, it's not just forgiveness. It's not just he's forgiven you. You are in right standing. That's even better. It's not just that the, that the credit card debt has been wiped. It's that you are now eternally wealthy. It's not just there's no debt. Man, you're a squillionaire in the spirit. You are positively righteous. When God looks at you right now, he smiles. And you did not deserve it. You didn't earn it. You couldn't. What did I do to deserve it? I said, yes, thank you. I believe in you and what you've done for me. I give you my old life and I get yours. And that's grace. That's grace. Good that's undeserved. I didn't deserve that goodness. I didn't deserve that eternal life. I didn't deserve that righteousness. No one in this room deserves it. And yet we get it for free. It's free for you, but it cost him everything. Good Friday is a day where we remember what he has done for us. He has done for us. And he carried this on his shoulders. It cost him everything. And our response, oh, thank you. Thank you. And let the revelation that you receive lead